0: Welcome back to the 74th episode of the Monster Movie Stomp Down. Of course, you got your host, Sludge, here. My co-host across from me hey, is Mark, who is an absolute turd basket and our brother from hey, Texas.
1: <laughs> Ruben.
0: <laughs> so the reason Mark's a turd basket, Mark's been here for about an hour, and I think I've pretty much heard of nothing but about the Godzilla 98 figurines of it in the, in yeah. the Nerd Vault. The
1: extensive, co- <laughs> the extensive collection. That sludge has of Godzilla '98 merchandise in well, his nerd vault. Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> see, I, well, and 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 Reuben, I did send you pictures, and and you are yeah. in charge. Of, you are in charge of the Facebook. I, uh, <laughs> oh no, I need those to go up on yeah, Facebook. You know what? That's, you that's know. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, you no, know yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, that
3: that's fine. needs to go up. And uh, listeners,
0: I will put up the whole collection so y'all can see. You know where they're pinpointing here. <laughs> well, I had because uh, it cause I boiled down to it is I had to move some stuff around uh, where. Getting the boys, of course, the downstairs of our house, they've got their their game room where they play. They've got a projector with their Xbox, and they've got skee ball and air hockey, and um, they also have a Mortal Kombat 3 multi or the arcade one up arcade machine. But they've been asking for a desktop, a gaming PC for Christmas, and they they don't know it, but they're getting one. But in order to put the desk down there for the room, something has to come out. So if I'm moving something, I'm moving the arcade back to the nerd vault. Like I want the Mortal Kombat arcade back up there. So I've got to do that. But the nerd vault is so packed full that I've had to do some rearranging. But in the process, I've actually had to sell things to make room. Like I just sold several hundred dollars worth of comic books uh, just to make room um, so that I can move things around. Well, that also meant moving some of my figures off of the shelves because I had to move my Bible study books to another location in the room, because I keep my Bibles like everything for sludge is there. Like so, all my toys, all my movies, all my games, all my Bible stuff, it's all in one room. Like it's and, and I love and, it.
2: And your lunch boxes.
0: And, and my freaking lunch box. <laughs> <Okay. okay. Lunchboxes laughs> so too. I've got this Godzilla ninety eight lunchbox that my aunt, my dear aunt. Yeah. I I saying, love, I, I'll uh, give
2: you a pass on yeah. that. I'll give you a pass okay. on he that. He still uses he uses yeah. that lunchbox to take <laughs> his lunch to work every day. Downstairs, oh. downstairs, downstairs, downstairs yeah.
1: in yeah. the yeah. basement. <laughs> That's what I do. Notice he did not. Deny it. He just no, said, he "I do it not. I'm he did sure not deny it." For a, yeah,
0: if, if we go up there, I bet that thing <laughs> is super heavy because I used to use the thermos to put loose change in, yep. and I'm pretty sure the change is still in there. Well, I want well. to see after the episode. But so, anyways, I had to move the lunchbox. She makes you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and puts. Them in. <laughs> hey, uh, she puts them in the refrigerator. I'll okay, dang sure yeah, use the yeah. lunchbox. I'm telling you, it take it me happens. back to kindergarten years. It happens. Um, but uh, so. I had to move the lunchbox, which means it had to move onto the, one of the Godzilla shells because it was not on one of the Godzilla shells because of how much I don't like the movie. But so Mark comes walking in, and <laughs> now there it is, front and center, like next to the Mattel 77 Godzilla game. And Mark's like,
1: what is this? <laughs> With a spotlight <laughs> on it, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Is there a spotlight yeah. on it, Mark? <laughs> it was.
0: He pulls the phone out and starts taking pictures. I'm like, God, ah, here we go,
2: man. You know, and I, I just walked in and just like some kind of, strange energy started pulling me <laughs> to that corner it's and it's because that's you love yeah. that film yeah, is.
0: you seek that film out that's what it is you uh, you, you will not find any of that stuff at my house whatever you've, i guarantee you've seen that movie more times than i have oh i don't think so i have seen it a whole wait. Well, we did do it in this show yeah yeah uh, Twice. Yeah. I have seen yeah it
2: we had to watch twice. it for this show. I think, yeah. didn't you go the, you went to the theaters so, and saw it. so on. So did you see you. it at the movie? You, you, you saw it at the no, theater, right? you didn't go though, with right? me.
0: You went with Jada. Yeah. I didn't go to see what? Jada wasn't even born when that movie came out.
2: Oh, that's right. Uh-oh, that was '98. I was
3: about me. to say it that. Was was
0: 98. <laughs> I was like, man, if I was popping up. Oh, that must be man. Yeah. No. 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 I was like no. 13. What is uh, this, a Cheech
1: and Chong episode? <laughs> or what, Man, what's going on here?
0: <laughs> Gosh. So, anyways. So we're back. It's it is now Christmas season and as we promised, man, we want to give you guys an extra gift. And so we're giving you a double feature for the first episode of the month in which we're doing Frankenstein Conquers the World and War of the Gargantua, the, quasi, on the show. Oh my gosh. Figurines the, the, the was Where's the mute button. This is why I need one of those roadcaster <laughs> boards so I can just mute you easily from here. Um and War of the Gargantuas, which was the quasi sequel to Frankenstein Conquers the World, um, pretty stoked for both of these movies. Mark, now Mark, was this the? F- I know you've seen War of the Gargantuas before, yeah, but was this the first time you saw Frankenstein? No,
2: I had seen Frankenstein. I had I seen, okay, been. I wasn't sure if you'd yeah. seen it
0: yet or not. Yeah. So, um, but Frankenstein Conquers the World. These were actually part. These two films were part of a co-production deal with Henry uh, Saberstein. Um, they did three monster films with. Um, Toho, or Frankenstein, Congress of the World, or the Gargantuas. And then the third film, being Ruben's favorite, they did uh, That's right. and co produced uh, Monster Zero, Godzilla yes. versus Monster Zero with them. Um, and uh, so for this one, Frankenstein came out. It was the, f- no, yeah, it was the, f- no, Monster Zero was the first of the three, right? I'm trying to remember if it came out before Frankenstein or after.
1: Frankenstein came out mm. in August of 65.
0: So it was right around the time. Yeah. They were and right. then
1: Gargantua was 66. Yep. Yep. But you then know? So, yeah,
0: so. But, so I, think Frank, I think Monster Zero came first. May have been the first one. Because I think it came out before August, if I remember. I can't remember correctly. Exactly. I know it came out in 65, but I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. But so Frankenstein came out in August of 1965. Um did a had not did 93 million in the box office. This was a pretty decent successful film. And of course, part of their picture deal was including Nick Adams, who was in Monster Zero. Um, he's in Frankenstein as well, as well as it seems like they kept, like, not just Nick was the plan to have Nick in all three films. But part of the deal was to have Kumi Muzuno in all three films because she's in Monster Zero, she's in Frankenstein, and she's also in War of the Gargantuas. And, of course, War of the Gargantuas came out, like my, Ruben said, the next year, um, July 31st of 1966. Uh, the All three films were, of course, directed by Ishiro Honda. You had the same crew, you know what I mean? So you had Ishiro Honda. Uh, directing it, Tomiyuki Tanaka producing it. I mean, just that the big four, you know, of, of Toho at the time Akira yeah. Fukubei on the soundtrack, Aiji Suparai doing the special effects. Um, you know, so you had the main four, but actually, War of the Gargantuas was the final film of Ashiro Honda's contract with Toho. So it was at that point, after that film, that anything else he did with them, that they worked it on a film by film basis with with Tanaka mm-hmm. uh, himself. But this was the end of his contract, and I think that was three pretty good films
1: in a run for him. But
2: and, and what I'm showing is Frankenstein was the first one.
0: Frankenstein came up first, and then Monster right.
2: Zero. And then, okay, when Monster, what month? Did Monster, yes, Zero both,
1: Monster Zero was December '65. Okay, December '65 yeah. okay. is what Monster. I have for Monster yeah. Zero. Yeah, um,
0: mm-hmm. and then and then War the gargantuous. Right. They put the big boy in the middle there, so. Um, let's let's jump into these real quick. Um, what we're going to do is because we got two films, we're going to throw both trailers at you, and then we have something special during this little time. Again, it's Christmas time. We love you all so much, and as you all know, we're a part of the uh, Give Me Back My Podcast Network with all of our uh, good friends Charlie, Dan, Pete, Nave, you know Jimmy, Nate, all of them. Um, and we've got something special lined up for you all for Christmas, and you're going to find out about it right after the trailers. Here you go.
3: In the ocean's unfathomable depths, a gigantic man like creature appears. of the earth comes a prehistoric mastodon of destruction never before has the screen known such heart-stopping terror starring nick adams well i feel he's very important from a scientific point of view i'd have to cut off a leg or an arm doctors i won't let you conduct this test frankenstein with the strength of a thousand men and every man's need for affection that makes him a willing captive. The chain hurts you. Mm -hmm. Mm (laughs) The new scoop of the century. The horrifying touch of a severed hand with a life of its own of a monster that dwarfs man's tallest structures. Yes, this is Dr. Stewart speaking. We need your help. Sir, you've studied giant animals. You had one in captivity, didn't you? Yes, that was five years ago. You know, uh, he might have been a young species of a gargantua. Attention, all aircraft are to turn away. An alert, an alert, this is Tokyo Tower. Don't land. Headed northwest and has reached this point. We will move headquarters out to the field immediately. To the beaches, hey, this is
0: Charlotte. And this is Sludge. Join us this Christmas Eve as we crash Dan's quiet night and convince him to regale us with a special Christmas tale. That's right, Charlie. This Christmas, all of us at the Give Me Back My Podcast Network want to give all of you the best gift that we can think
1: of. Featuring special Christmas episodes from Give Me Back My Action Movies, Give Me Back My Horror Movies, the monster movie Stomp Down, and Good Beard Bad Movie Night. So grab your eggnog
0: or one of Pete's favorite frosty beverages and join us and Dan by the fire as we present Give Me Back my podcast network's Christmas extravaganza. All right, so there's the trailers for Frankenstein Congress of the World and War of the Gargantuas, and the surprise we've been talking about. You're going to get a special Christmas episode from all of us at the Give Me Back My Podcast Network, and we're super stoked for it. We really hope you enjoy it. Um, We I, I say we, okay? Now I love all these guys, like I, everybody. I mean, Pete, his crew, Jimmy, you know, just recently got getting to know Jimmy. He's awesome. I love his podcast. I'm super stoked for the podcast that him and Dan have got coming. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it yet, but they've got another podcast coming to the network, uh, I think, in January. Uh, Nate is absolutely awesome. Of course, love Charlie, love Dan, but... Me and Dan, me, or me and Charlie, and Dan. Dan's a part of it, man. We're working our butts off on this one, so we hope you all enjoy it because we've put a lot of work here into we, it. Here we go, Mark. Oh, here yeah. You know, oh, my Well, We, go. <laughs> 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 we, we want to make it something special for you guys, yeah. and we think you're really going to enjoy it. We were expo- hoping it's going to be an experience that you've never had with a podcast, So, and we will be yeah. dropping that on Christmas Eve. I'm sorry. And, and,
1: and, Mark, I really feel guilty when I'm yeah. sitting out at the beach in my, yeah. in my chair <laughs> with, my, with my little drink yes. with the umbrella on it. And, like oh man, yes. Poor sludge, poor, poor Charlie, yeah, you're working yeah. so hard. Oh
2: yes. Yeah. I agree. We got to throw there, in
1: is. uh I, I got to throw in a little uh a little of Pete's podcast in here while I'm sipping a lager that's yellow <laughs> and has foam on top and <laughs> tastes good that's it that's all i know <laughs> gosh anyway. but uh,
0: hopefully you guys enjoyed i mean we got a fun month uh for you guys not obviously not just here um but with all the shows so let's jump into it man we got two movies to give you guys First one is Frankenstein Conquers the World, and as we told you, came out in August of 1965. So this movie, I'll try to run through the synopsis a little quick for you, starts off in Nazi Germany in World War II, and you find out that the Nazis actually have the living heart of the Frankenstein monster. Um, and the Dr. Rizendorf, I think it's his name, I had to look it up because they don't to say his name in the movie. Um, they, uh, you know, of course, are being bomb-, bomb bombarded by the um the out al- the allies. allies. I couldn't get that out. <laughs> <laughs> Even Christmas. Um, <laughs> it's because you're working so hard. I'm working so, so hard. I <laughs> have that. no idea. Um, but they decide to that, that they can't let the allies get the heart, so they put the heart on a sub and then ship it all the way across the you know half the way across the world. And the Japanese find the German sub. Um, the, and they attack it and get the heart. They destroy the sub, kill the guys, and they take the heart to a facility, a research facility in Hiroshima, and they're looking at this heart, and they're starting to talk about it, and the doctor at the table says, you know, this is Frankenstein's heart, and he gives the mythos, you know, Frankenstein's monster's never really died. He's survived for hundreds and hundreds of years, and, you know, here's the proof, and then all of a sudden, boom, the bombing of Hiroshima happens and destroys the facility, um, presumably the heart as well. And then uh, 15 years later, uh, they've you know, rebuilt most of Hiroshima and stuff, and uh, there's rumors of a feral boy running rampant along the streets of Hiroshima. And this is where we meet our main characters, uh, Dr. Bowen, Dr. Suko, and then Kenichiro. Um, now, of course, Dr. Bowen is played by Nick Adams, um, who we saw in Monster Zero, and Dr. Suko is played by Mizumi um, or Kumi Mizuno uh, is in the movie, um, like part of, again part of the deal. And you got Yoshio, um, I can never say his last name Suchia, um, who's another one you know Toho actor that's very familiar you've seen before. Is uh, Mr. Um, or I'm sorry, Mr. Kawai. He's another part of the crew. And then Tadao Tagashima is Doctor Kawaji in the movie as well. So a lot of familiar faces you're going to see in this because again, like most okay. Toho films, you got to give his first name right
2: there. What's his first name right there?
0: Who? Tadao? No, Kawaji. What's his? Oh, Kinichiro. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Kenichiro. I just
2: want to see if you could do that. I can that. do that. I can get that name, <laughs> Kinichiro.
0: You were struggling there. I just want to dude, see it's Sorry to get these out, okay. I'm telling you. Um so but, but so they um they're studying and working with with cancer patients, uh, or not cancer well, radiation patients, sorry. Um uh, that are still surviving from the Hiroshima radiation fallout. And that's when they come across and find this feral boy who is the Frankenstein monster, and they take him in and, and try to start studying him. But he continues to grow to monstrous proportions, uh, to the point that they can't. They have to house him in almost like a zoo quarter jail. Uh, he ends up breaking free, and the, you know, the defense force is like, "Well, we got to kill him. We got to stop him." Of course, Dr. Bowen and all of them are like, "No, we've got to save him." Well, while all this is happening and all this is going on it just so happens that one of the soldiers who delivered the heart is still alive um, and he works for like an oil company and they have been seeing sightings of some kind of a creature uh, burrowing underground um, at some of their facilities. And this, of course, is the introduction of Baragon, who we've seen, you know, in Destroy All Monsters and uh, again revamped in GMK. Frankenstein Congress of the World is the movie that he originates in. So as they go trying to hunt down and find Frankenstein, um, people start, you know, people start getting attacked by a monster, uh, eating livestock, eating people, destroying villages. And everyone thinks it's Frankenstein. So that's why the Japanese defense forces after him. They want to kill him, Dr. Bowen. And, uh, then they're like, no, it's not him. They're trying to save him at the same time. Um, except for, um, Kawaji, who's kind of like a, I'm going to play it cool and be on the good guy's side, but really I want to kill him too because you're going to find out that he just wants a piece, just like the hand of Frankenstein, to study the monster, but wants to kill him. Um, so he's kind of a jerk. Like the fact that he didn't die in this movie yeah. kind of makes me mad. Um, but they come to find out and realize it is not Frankenstein who's who's doing all this destruction and killing all these livestock and people. It's Baragon, and then this all culminates on the ma- on the mountain where they find Frankenstein. But as they're looking for him, Baragon attacks, and Frankenstein shows up to kind of save the day. And ensues in a big climactic fight um, between the two, you know, Frankenstein monster and Baragon, um, in the forest on the mountain. And of course, uh, you know, Frankenstein. Who is obviously more human? He is a little smarter. Uh, he tries to use tools to his advantage, and he actually uh, grabs two big old trees, lights them on fire with his little fire in his cave, and tries to burn Baragon. But in the process, loses that, throws the trees, and starts catching the actual forest on fire. So it's a big, massive, you know, fire. They're caught in the middle of trying to fight. Frankenstein finally gets the upper hand and actually breaks Baragon's neck, killing Baragon. And as he momentarily celebrates his victory. An earthquake happens uh, from this fight, sinking Frankenstein into the earth, believed to have been dead or forever gone. That's the first ending. There was actually a second (laughs) ending in the movie filmed where after he defeats Baragon, all of a sudden a lake shows up out of nowhere and a giant octopus (laughs) shows up out of nowhere and drags Frankenstein into the lake, presumably drowning him. Never to be seen again, and that's how he. That's how yeah. he ends up dying in that version. That version was not the theatrical release version. They ended up cutting that, but it came out you know on, as a special feature or multiple release. You know when they eventually did the DVDs and the Blu-rays and stuff. Um, but this one was an interesting take on the Frankenstein mythos. Thought it was actually super cool. I'll go ahead and start on this one. I love the yeah. idea that the Nazis got a hold of Frankenstein's heart. You know, I mean, because they were all up to all kinds of no good anyways, you know, and there was a lot. Of course, we know that they dealt with in in real life, a lot of scientific and a lot of occultic type stuff. So the 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 story of them trying to make super soldiers that couldn't die from Frankenstein's heart is the origin of this. I thought was super cool. Um, Really good idea. And then I thought it was kind of cool to actually have. A character, Frankenstein's character, who's all, you know, the monster, when we go back to the Universal film, was kind of this innocent but malicious being, anyways. You know, he was torn because he was supposed to be dead, but he's alive. I go back and think of the scene with the little girl at the pond. You know, he kills her, but he kills her by accident because he's wanting to play. You know what I mean? And that's, and they really, that spirit of the Frankenstein monster from the novel, from the movie, I feel like Toho did a really good job portraying that, especially when it comes to Frankenstein and and Dr. Suko or Kumi Mizuno's character. There's that bond, you know, between the two of them. You know, when Brergon comes out and attacks her and is is about to, we presume, eat her, that's when Frankenstein shows up and the whole fight starts. You know, it's like he's there to protect her. And even Dr. Kawai, which Frankenstein doesn't know that Dr. Kawai is really trying to kill him. He still saves him, you know, ultimately. You know, I mean, he, Dr. Kawhi is about to get killed because, I mean, there's all these boulders falling on the mountain because of their fight. Frankenstein sees him, picks him up, and takes him to Dr. Bowen and Dr. Suko uh, and saves his life, which at that point, if I was Dr. Kawhi, I'd be like, I'm such a jerk. Like, you know, I deserve to die. I should have died on the mountain, you know. <laughs> um, but, I mean, so it was really cool. Then, of course, when it comes to Baragon, I, I felt like – initially and ultimately it's not a bad thing they needed to give it's it's not a monster film they needed a monster for Frankenstein to fight so they came up and created Baragon you know he blows right it's actually the only film he does this in but he blows radioactive fire like Godzilla does he doesn't have too much of a backstory they just believe he's been burrowing in the earth for centuries you know and he just happened to show up because of Hiroshima and then the things going on with, with Frankenstein but that fight, I think, is one of the best monster fights oh, yeah. of the 60s from Toho. Maybe even some of the mm-hmm. 70s. Like, the fight between those two are absolutely awesome. How how the guy who played Frankenstein, uh, Koji Fur- Furuhata, and then Haruo Nakajima, who we all know played Godzilla, he plays Barragon, How they didn't walk away with bruises is beyond me, because those two, it was so intense. Um, and then seeing the kind of sad... Ending. You, know, I mean, him to become victorious, and everyone's kind of like, okay, Frankenstein really isn't the bad guy, so we don't need to kill him. And then he dies ultimately at the end. Harkens back to the Frankenstein story and, and the end of the you know the 1931 film. Uh, I thought it was super great. Special effects were really, really good. You can tell it was a co-production. I mean, obviously bringing in Nick Adams. Um um I think the the soundtrack was extremely well done. Actually I think the soundtrack written for this one and the Gargantua's is, is some of Fukube's best work. Um but they mm-hmm. handled everything extremely well in this movie. Uh, especially the special effects department night. Aiji and his crew um Aishi and his crew did a fantastic job with the miniature sets. I mean, most of the time, you know, we like seeing the monsters fight in the city, but this being on the mountain in the woods, the sets looked amazing. Like the so good. Like I love, I love the fight in the woods with these two. Um, I thought it was great. I love the movie. What about you guys? I thought. Yeah, I think the whole story uh,
2: was just well written. Uh, the actors uh, did an amazing job on it. You know, uh, definitely Nick Adams. I, I, and I'm not. I may be mistaken, but I think this is maybe the first movie I saw him in. Uh, and I thought it was really good. So um,
0: you saw this one before Monster Zero? Yes. Okay. Yes. And
2: uh, <clears throat> excuse me.
0: Uh, so and so, I think uh,
2: overall, it's, it's it's a great, very good movie. Um, you know, this Frankenstein obviously isn't as stiff as Universal's, right? Yeah. Right, you, yeah. Know, you you got a lot of Definitely more movement, not. a lot of more, um, it, it, which makes the monster uh, the fights uh, with Barragon even better. Um, I, yep. I think, and that's one thing Toho uh definitely stepped up on. Um, and, and yeah, the, the special effects, everything I thought they did a um for 1965 a great job, great job on it, and definitely a thumbs up. You, Ruben,
0: what about you, man?
1: Man, you guys covered just about everything. Um, I i love the, the writing on this, uh, it's great. They 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 took Frankenstein and or Frankenstein's monster, even though in this one he's just Frankenstein, which kind of bothers me because Frankenstein was his creator, not the name of the monster. Okay. Right. That's just me being nitpicky. Okay. <laughs> but uh I, I thought they took they took Frankenstein's monster and really put a great spin on it. I mean, I'm like, man, this is a great idea. They made him into a giant monster. You know, um, I thought the acting was great. Uh but to me my favorite part is is and this one is well, my favorite part of this is the is Frankenstein's monster's makeup. I love the way they did the makeup because there was even there was a couple of scenes that took me back to the original Frankenstein. Some of the mannerisms on his face, you know, kind of the yeah. facial expressions he well, made. I think even uh, the, and we're the talking about shape. Boris Carter yeah, We're, we're, we're yeah. talking about the master here. Yeah, the head shape, some of the faces he made. I'm like, man, this guy studied the universal monster. Frankenstein, <coughs> excuse me, Frankenstein and, and got him good. So the acting I thought were great. <coughs> was really great. Um, I liked the soundtrack. I thought the special effects were great, um, uh, for 1965. Uh, I mean, above average for 1965. Um, I really liked th- that final battle was gr- The reason it's so good for me is because you actually have a monster in Frankenstein who can actually, who's mobile. Not only that, but he's, he's a thinking he's, he's way more intelligent than any, any of the monsters so far. If you ask me of all the monsters oh, yeah. in Toho's oh, yeah. arsenal, he's the most intelligent. I mean, he plans out stuff and he, I mean, it was just, I thought, and it's so neat to see that battle because the re his intelligence and he's able to move around a little bit more. He's not constrained by his suit. You know, like all these other monsters are, even Barragon. But Barragon, I mean, he did great I mean, that suit actor just did an amazing job as Barragon. Um, so the, the core will call it the choreography. The choreography of that battle was top notch. And I agree that it's one of the best battles Toho has put on screen. Oh yeah. And and, and I mean I off the top of my head I cannot think of a, a battle that that as good as that one it was really really good um now i watched the ending of three versions of the three endings which i saw the japanese which is i will say i don't know what, what you guys think but the the japanese release of frankenstein Con- uh, well let's just call it frankenstein versus baragon that one is the best to me i agree um yeah yeah that one is the best Um, and then Frankenstein conquers the world is it's good. Um, and if you don't like to read subtitles, then that'll be the one you'd want to watch, but they just cut up so much of it and it's, they, you know, they, they cut it up where it did, the story didn't make sense at some time, Uh, you know, um, like there's one scene where in the Japanese version that, that young lady, that's dying of radiation poisoning, I assume. Right. Yep. She passes away and it's the year anniversary of her death. So in the Japanese version, they, they actually go to visit. They go to the town where she lived in, they go visit her grave site, and then they go to the beach in the American version. They just appear on the beach. I yeah. don't know where, you don't know. There's yeah, no context to happen. it or nothing. I'm like, well, okay. Well, what what happened? <laughs> what are they doing on a beach? You know, I need to know what's going on here. So, um, <clears throat> the story is uh, of those i'm just going to say those two the story of those two is it, it, it there's enough changes in it that it changes the story a little bit for me mm. so um i'm going off the japanese version when i'm talking about the review of this because i think the american version is still good it's just not as good as japanese yeah it really and then of course like the, the final version yeah, it takes the
0: it takes the core reasoning behind what Doctor Bowen and right. Doctor Suko do. What that why they do what they do, because um, that yeah exactly I mean, that that woman is I mean it's key. I mean she makes him what what is what she makes like a pillow or something. She makes him, a pillow, yeah, a
1: pillow, an embroidered pillow. Yeah, yeah. there's that a whole exactly. scene
0: about that. You know, what I mean like he's done all that he can for her, so that's a to take that out. Yeah, I think it really pulls. Yeah, he,
1: they took it out so you don't you don't even know that she passed away in the American version. No. They just, they just don't mention it anymore, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of important there, you know? And, uh, that, that one stuck out to me. Um, and, and there was here and there where it, it just seems like it jumped from one scene to another too abruptly in the American version where in the Japanese that flowed a little bit smoother. And then the final version I saw was the, you know, the, what, what is it called? Giant, uh, you know, it's called Franken, uh, Frankenstein Franken versus the, the giant versus devil the, fish. Giant, Devilfish, yeah. which all it is is the octopus on the end. Um, and, you know, it's great to see the octopus. But it didn't make any sense at all. They should have ended it. They should have left it alone and, and did that. And I understand that it never made it to the theatrical version and either one. Because the octopus was put in at the request of Saperstein. Is that correct? He wanted to put in yes, the octopus because yes. he liked and, Yeah, he wanted it. Yeah. And then and, he didn't like the result, so they cut it out. Yeah. They just Be- took it out completely.
0: Because if you when you go to the next film, <clears throat> it does it makes no sense standalone. Like at all. Yeah. The octopus show up.
1: It but when yeah. we get
0: to the next movie, it will make sense if they had kept it. We'll talk about that when we get to the next one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like if I I'm, I'm just reviewing this as okay, why would all of a sudden in his moment of victory and you know he's and then all of a sudden there comes an octopus moving as slow as can be on a mountain (laughs) somehow drags him into the lake. (laughs) It looks like that scene takes 10 minutes to drag the drag Frankenstein (laughs) monster into the lake, man. I'm like, man, just drag him in there. But uh, all in all, this movie is, is, uh, is a good movie. Um, It's not one that's in regular rotation and any of your, you know, uh, monster movie rotations, you know, uh here stateside anyway i mean i i didn't get to see this movie till it came out on on uh vhs i just never heard of it never heard of it didn't know what it was never it, saw it the same for me and, I, um, I picked
0: up a, uh one yeah. of the uh, vhs release of this from video die kaiju
1: yeah the early yeah 90s. exactly it was just like yeah and it, 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 i was gonna say and it was until the 90s that i saw that, that i knew this that i found out that War of gargantua is, is actually a um you know a spin off of this you know border gardeners that one's always on that was always on rotation but we'll get to that in a little bit but um all in all this is a great movie i mean i enjoyed it and it's one of those that it's not even streaming um you can't find it streaming anywhere so um if you get a chance and you see it somewhere pick it up because oh, it's a uh, rarity yeah it's a rarity
0: yeah. and it is a it's a gem it is i think it's an absolute yeah. gem so yeah. All right. All right well, let's yeah, find out
2: you what this ma- is. you made a you made a note on on Baragon there. Uh, you know who played Haruo? Did yeah. 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 You know who he is, right? Yeah, yeah. the original yeah. Godzilla. Yep, the original yeah. Godzilla the original actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and mm-hmm. so he did.
0: Yeah. Uh, he did a lot, bringing a lot. He uh, did. Well, I mean, and he uh, Haruo. Did, yeah. You know, it wasn't just Godzilla back then. I mean, because he obviously played Godzilla, you know, from fifty four yep. to seventy two. Um, you know, in all the Godzilla films, but I mean, he played Baragon in this. He played uh. Uh, Gyra one of the gargantua's in the next film uh, he played the um, Gazora the big uh, octopus from Yog monster from space i mean he was in a ton of film. he was nice. he was Varen he was rodan yeah i mean so the dude was he was oh, the, yeah. the yep. man when it came to he was a
1: man he was a master he was a when it comes to suit acting he's the master oh yeah i mean there, there's gonna... none better there... he de- deserves well, he deserves credit for that yep you exactly you know so mm-hmm.
0: all right well let's find out how many stops we gave frankenstein Right, so at, this is another r- rare instance where all three of us gave it the exact same rating. So we gave this okay. one a solid three across the board. Um yeah. really, really good, good movie. Depending on which version, I think you know one of the things that maybe cut it down a little bit um, was even though it was great having Barragon in there and you needed a monster for him to fight, it was a little loose. Just kind of he was just yeah. kinda, he did kind of unfortunately feel like it was just thrown in for that purpose. But again, the payoff is great. But they didn't really tie that in as well as they could have. Um, and then depending on which version you watch, whether I'm with Ruben on this one, uh, if you're most people, most of you will probably see the American version of it. It is edited very choppily and they do take out a key point to the film. So uh, those two things are really what you know brought it down to a three for me. Um, yeah, because I love this movie. I thought it was really good. Worth well worth the watch. Yeah. Any, any, yeah, I, I agree. Nope. Yeah, okay. like I'm gonna say exactly. if you're gonna
1: watch it, watch uh, watch Frankenstein versus Barragon versus Frankenstein conquers the World. That's that's the difference, yeah. You it's, know, so
0: it, it's it's worth seeing the Japanese one on this one for sure. So, all right, yeah. let's move to the next one. The sequel to Frankenstein Congress the World, quasi sequel, is War of the Gargantuas, and this came out the following uh, year in 1966. Uh, and I would say quasi sequel because this movie was actually originally titled *The Frankenstein Brothers*. I actually, went through a few names um, before it finally went down to um, I think it was like Frankenstein's decisive battle: Sanda versus Gyra, which is the name of the of the gargantuans. The brown one being Sanda, who's the good one; Gyra being the green one, which is the bad one. And we'll get into that in a moment. Um, but it came out the following year. Um, this one was supposed to. Have Nick Adams in it as well, but uh, last minute Henry Saberstein decided to pull Nick Adams and uh, he ended up going with uh, picking Russ Tamblin um, to replace him and kind of replace the character because it was supposed to be the same Dr. Bowen and everything. I mean, it was supposed to be you know, um, the same thing, but they decided to cast him because I think they were originally going to cast Tab Hunter, but then Tab got replaced after they decided to replace Nick, and they got Russ Tamblyn instead. Um, and there was a lot that happened during this film. So let's run through this some, and afterwards, because uh, this film's most of you probably have heard of this one or have seen this film, for, uh, the two here. So let's run through it real quick. Pretty easy movie. So the movie starts off um, with a shipping, uh, a fishing liner, a big fishing ship out in the ocean, and it gets attacked by a giant octopus. And the dude starts freaking out. And he's like, I'm getting attacked by a giant octopus. Where are you guys? Like, all of a sudden, his crew's gone. What's happening? It's, you know, uh, but the octopus, uh, as it's attacking him, actually gets one of its tentacles in the the cabin, is trying to pull him out, and all of a sudden lets him go. And he looks out the window, and he sees Gyra, the green gargantua, um, or the green Frankenstein, depending on which version you watch, attacking the um, octopus and ends up killing the octopus, before uh, attacking, then turning and attacking the ship. Um, and so the characters in this one, again, we've got a little, slightly bit different of a cast because things had to change up where they replaced you know, Nick Adams. You've got Dr. Stewart, um, who's played by Russ Tamblin, Dr. Uh, Tokugawa, um, who's played by Kumi Mizuno, and then Dr. Majida, who's played by the ever-famous Kenji Sahara in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Um, Uh, Of course, you're kind of doing the same type of studies that, you know, Nick Adams' character and Camusiano's character was doing in Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, But you find out that they actually had a a gargantua or the Frankenstein monster, um, a brown one uh, when it was a baby and that they had studied. This kind of a la goes back to Frankenstein Congress of the World. Um, but it got loose and ran into the mountains, and they didn't hadn't seen it for five years at the you know when this started. Uh, but people are having reports of a Frankenstein monster attacking uh, ships and boats uh, in the ocean, and they just don't believe it. They're like, well, it's not him because he wouldn't attack people, and he doesn't live in the ocean. Well, they come to find out that there is a Frankenstein monster, or again, a gargantua. Um, and that is Gyra, the green one. And uh, it actually ends up coming ashore at the Haneda Airport and starts chopping people yeah. down because that is his favorite food of choice is human beings. Um, so they decide yeah. that they've got to definitely attack him and stop him. Uh, their one ace in the hole at the moment is lights because where he lives in the ocean, uh, he bright lights hurt him. Well, he ends up coming ashore again and uh, heading towards the mountain range. They don't know why, but they lay a trap for him with maser tanks, and um, they end up actually lining the river where he's at on the mountain with electrical rods. And they're planning on what they're planning on doing is, is electrocuting him uh, to no end and trying to kill him. So they almost succeed, actually. The Japanese Defense Force takes him down pretty heavily. He's bloodied up, actually, a great sequence. Um, but before they mm-hmm. could finish off Gyra, out of nowhere comes Sanda, the brown gargantua or the brown Frankenstein, depending on the version you're watching. Uh, so Sanda mm-hmm. shows up and saves Gaira, and they're trying to find out why, what's the relation. So they believe that these two are brothers, um, but Dr. Stewart and Dr. Tokugawa, again, Tamlin and Mizuno's character, find out that it's more than that, as they find skin samples of each one uh, from the incident on the you know on the mountain range where they try to kill Gaira and Sanda saves him. That their cells are identical, that they're actually the same creature. That then what they assume is is when Sanda escaped from their facility as a child, he must have somehow ripped some flesh off, and that flesh floated out to the ocean. Feeding on plankton grew into Gyra. So they're not just brothers, they're literally the same creature, and which is probably why Sanda or Gyra was heading more inland presumably to find santa like almost feeling the pull to him so santa's got gyra up on the mountain where he's been hiding <coughs> um tending to his wounds you know because he's jacked up i mean they the, the the self-defense force jacked him up big time yeah uh so he's recuperating and as that's happening dr stewart and is talking this to um they never give him the army commander, who's played by June Tazaki, who we've seen in several Godzilla films as well and other Toho films. The Japanese Defense Force wants to kill both of them, and again, a la like Frankenstein, uh, Doctor Stewart and Doctor Togagawa are like, "No, don't kill Sanda. Sanda's not, you know, doesn't eat people. Sanda's innocent. You know, we haven't even seen Sanda in five years because Sanda doesn't bother anybody. We need to kill the green one." But then they also find out that because of the way that these things are the same creature and they were able to grow an entire other Gargantua, that if the defense force just blows them up, we could have a thousand gyras um, before we know it. So we had to find some of the way to stop them. Well, the defense force decides they're going to kill him anyways unless they can prove otherwise. So Dr. Stewart and Tokugawa, they go up to the mountain to try and find Sanda and to prove that he's innocent, so to speak, and is worth not destroying. Um, in the process, they run into a bunch of hikers up there who are all free spirited and not worried about the Gargantua's Frankensteins, depending on which version you watch. <laughs> um, I'll say that a few more times. Um, uh, unfortunately, they meet their demise because Gyra finds them and ends up eating them. Um, and while this is going on, uh, actually, Tokugawa, Dr. Tokugawa, as they're, as they're running from Gyra, she falls down the side of a cliff, and Sanda comes out of nowhere to try and save her. In the process, a massive boulder falls down and actually breaks Sanda's leg, but Santa still saves Dr. Tokugawa, um, and they manage to escape, thanks to Sanda's help. And that's the proof they need to not kill Santa, is that he is innocent. <coughs> um, as Santa you know, limps around and goes back to where him and Gaira have been staying, Santa sees all of the clothing articles from the humans that gyra just ate and santa realizes what just happened and flips lid rips a tree out of the side of the mountain and just proceeds to start beating gyra with it gyra loses it takes off running and runs back to the ocean and uh, as he's running back to the ocean they're trying to find a way to stop him figuring out what to do um of course they you know they decide you know what we're just going to blow him up because and then we'll pick up the pieces later and so this actually culminates into the final fight there in Tokyo, um, as they're trying to stop San- or stop Guyra and kill him. Sanda shows up, and the army actually decides to help Sanda because Sanda still doesn't want to hurt Guyra, and you see that in his character. You know he's a, he's innocent, and he, he wants to find a better way to resolve the issue. But you know he keeps you know shaking his hand at him, like no 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 no, let's not fight, let's not fight. But Gaira keeps coming at him, keeps biting him, keeps attacking him, and then finally. The flip switches for Santa, and Santa's like, all right, enough's enough. I'm going to pound you down, and that's exactly what he does. He just turns the flip and just starts beating Gyra to nothing. Um, Ends up uh, running him out into the ocean, picks up a big freight liner, slams it in the back of his head, bleeding everywhere over top of his head. One of the best scenes in the movie. Their fight continues yeah. out to the ocean and then, uh, it's so intense that it actually causes an underwater volcano to erupt. And during the eruption, they disappear, presumably dying. And that's the end of the movie. Um, uh, Ruben, you take this one first. We happen to say everything, All right. um, on the last yeah. one. So <laughs> let's let you run with this one first.
1: No, no, uh, well, actually this one, uh, is one of my childhood favorites. It was on regular rotation. And, uh, um, is one of the Toho films that was really on quite a bit, and man, I, I remember the first time I saw it, I just fell in. It was just great. I'm like, man, look, what is this? So, to me, from the opening credit, the soundtrack on this, the score is top notch. To me, I mean, if you want to compare, I, I mean, I like this one better than Frank. It was, it's one of the best scores. It's one of my favorite scores, I should say. I'm with you. It's one of on my that. favorite scores. Aside yeah, from it's the one Godzilla of theme,
0: it's my favorite. of yeah, work period.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just top notch. I'm like, man, you know, you hear and it's it's very it's an eerie theme. It's almost like a horror type theme to it, you know, and you're watching it and I love the creature design on this one. Totally different from Frankenstein. So I don't know, you know, it's so funny how you you know, if you just watch this standalone uh and you watch the american version you never you would never know there was a sequel they make maybe one reference in the in the uh, dubbed version um versus the japanese and uh but it, it's just great the fight sequences are great uh i love the miniature work on this one more than i do on on frank than i did on frankenstein conquers um i thought the miniature work was good on this one um it, it's great like you were talking about you know in the woods when they're fighting in the woods that that's. That's great. They, I mean, they Toho outdid themselves with with that, with the miniatures and the special effects on this uh, movie. It was really great. And um, uh, this one got a little bit higher rating than the rest of them for me, or the other one, because of nostalgia. Because as soon as I heard that, you know, that opening credit, man, it took me back to a cold Friday night in fall, raining outside, and I'm sitting there watching War of the Gargantuas. It's just, one of those movies that really really uh gets me going and uh everything about it is great i mean i I, you know um i i was hesitant to give it a real high score um because it's only nostalgia for me it's it's mostly nostalgia but because i thought the the story was good but it was a little choppy because they were it's like they were running on a sequel that I never you know, that, that I didn't even know existed. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. Now I know, of course, that like they showed them raising a little baby Frankenstein, but they're never, you know, it just didn't make any sense to me. So that kind of threw me off. So I, I took off some points for that. But um, the battle scenes were great. I mean, when they're fighting, and, and you're right. I, I found it strange. It's funny. The you know, Santa was trying to like, talk him down, talk down guy and say, Hey, wait, wait a minute, man. You know, let's talk about this. You know, we don't need to do this. You don't need to be eating people. Please stop. And, and he just was having none of it. And, and you're right. It turned into a WWF or WWE wrestling match after that. Yeah, it did, um, you know, it did. It turned into just an awesome battle. Um, I did find it strange that a volcano appeared out of nowhere in Tokyo Bay, but, you know, it is what it is as far as Toho goes. But um, let me just say, though, I I do want to, I mean, Toho just was knocking it out of the park in this time period with movies. I mean, they were just chugging out some good stuff. You know, Godzilla and with this storyline, they were just doing good work at at this period of time uh unfortunately you know it, it got a little bit you know there were ups and downs but you know props to, to toho in this time period um they were really putting on some good stuff here in the in the uh, mid to late 60s um just great work and that's all i got Man, i'm gonna pass it on to one of you guys mark
2: you know it, 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 when you we were talking about um the frankenstein movie on how it ended so weird and then war the gargantum starts out with this octopus but yeah, <laughs> really, what when I was a child got me into this movie is that that movie started with that octopus. Didn't know what the movie mm. was. Had no clue. You know, it, the movie was it just octopus. it just started, <laughs> and all of a sudden here's this giant octopus, and I'm thought, hey, I'll watch this, and and it kind of drew me in, and and I, gotcha. I, and I loved the movie. You know, that's after that's a good point. In, I didn't think
1: about that because that's what drew, probably as a child that's what drew, I mean. I just this this just drew me in immediately as a kid. So yeah, you're, you're, it's probably the octopus. You know, you're just flipping channels and there there's an octopus. And you're
2: like, oh yeah, I gotta watch this. Oh yeah, <laughs> what's going yeah. on yeah. here? you Gotta watch it. And 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 I agree. I mean, I just thought it was um of the two movies, I think it's a step up. I probably could have gave it a higher rating uh or a stomp, but um really really enjoyed the movie. I really liked the action. When it was, you know, when the, when the fights were going on, when everything was happening, uh, I thought the storyline was good. Uh, the music was good. The score was very good. And uh, overall, I think um, really, really good movie. It when, when, wasn't something that when I originally watched it that I thought I was watching, you yeah. know, referring to the octopus. And so once, once I started watching it, I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. I got to
0: keep watching. Got to keep watching. So it was a really good movie i i love the movie um i do have some qualms with it but the qualms still didn't i gave it a higher rating than frankenstein even though i had more qualms with this film than i did frankenstein um i man i love the gargantuas which again as you heard us refer frankensteins and gargantuas if you watch the japanese version of it they're called frankensteins until they named them santa and gyra when they brought it to america and released in english and did the dubbing that's when they changed the names to the gargantuas and they you know referred them as the green gargantua the brown one you know and removed the connection with the frankenstein movie and as we talked about at the end of frankenstein when you watch frankenstein get drugged down into the water by the octopus this one starts off with the same octopus used in frankenstein and with Frankenstein, you know, you pull off, you know, break a limb, it grows back type deal of what they kinda of went more into it. It then makes more sense as to why Gyra's in the ocean versus what they come up with later in the movie. Um, so that's the little time between the two and why they did that ending originally. Um, but then obviously Saberstein hated the way it turned out. They cut it and they it just Frankenstein <coughs> falls into the you know, into the earth. Right. Um I mean, the tone of this movie, yeah, it's it's darker, especially with Gyra. Um, I love the fact yeah. that you kind of went no holds barred with him eating people, which just made him a menace. You know, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I did not like and uh, as a replacement for Nick Adams. Of course, you know, I first saw it. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. But now, you know, knowing a few years later, which I've known for quite a long time that he was replaced, I, I mean – I understand and like I I just don't like the character. There's um, no comparison. Yeah, There's no yeah. comparison. Nick Adams yeah. is so much better of an yeah. actor and a better character, you know, period. But um this one, I mean, I feel like Was there a reason given why? Don't know why. Just know that that Saberstein decided to replace Nick not sure exactly why cuz Nick was supposed to be in all three of the productions that they had to deal with, you know, Monster Zero, Frankenstein, and this. Yes. But last minute he repl- it was decided to replace Nick, um, which is why some of the character name changes names changed and stuff like that. Um and but there was issues for the film that happened on set that I think f- kind of came through in the movie uh, unfortunately. Um and a lot of it did deal with Tamlin. Tamlin actually did not like any of his lines. He felt his lines were stupid. Jeez. So he did opposite, <laughs> and multiple times, Tanaka talked about it, and Saberstein talked about it, and Saberstein just called him the freaking arse, you know, the whole time, and said that he would um, do opposite of what Honda was directing him to do, and then he would improvise all of his lines again instead of doing what he was scripted to do, to the point where it was such a bad experience that when Toho did the international dubbing for the film they had another guy dub over his parts they wouldn't even keep his parts because that was so it was so bad of an experience That's all. that they that because i mean he spoke in english he doesn't actually speak in japanese if you watch the japanese version it's japanese his lines are dubbed over by a japanese actor uh, in I mean, the japanese, japanese film. yeah in the international dub that they did they got another actor, American actor, to overdub his lines because they didn't want to use his lines because of the experience and how he treated Honda and everybody else on the set. Um, and when they brought the movie to America, it's a different dub. And because the, the in one of the very few, if not the only instance, the American version of this movie is actually longer because they filmed some additional special effects shots um, for the American yeah. release that wasn't done in the Japanese one. Now, when they did brought over to America, they had to bring Tamlin back in because Toho got rid of the audio for him completely. Like they didn't even keep (laughs) it. And so he had to come in and redub his lines over and he didn't remember what he said. So he had to go back and again, improv his improv lines for the movie. So that's why when you watch the English version, it seems like maybe they're dubbed. It's because they're redubbed. They had to redub because Ro- yeah. Toho tossed his audio track. Out. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so All so it's right, interesting, I like but-
1: that. That's a pretty uh, yeah. that's a pretty ga- gangster move, right oh, there. Oh, it
0: is. Toho laid it down. Yeah. But so we were talking about before the show. You've got the Toho Master Collection DVD release of the Gar- War of the Gargantuas, um, which is the highest. American release quality, but Janice and yeah. um yeah he's holding he it up dude it's so good man like it's a double yeah. feature with Rodan yeah. that they released black case most yeah. people have probably seen it um the um or at least seen it in like an FYE or store but Criterion and Janice got the rights to it and did the new transfer and everything but if you go back and if you watch make sure I'm saying this right you watch the Toho Masters Copy the English dubbing on that one is the international dubbing, where it's not Tamblin doing his his part in the English dub. Yeah. But if you go watch the Criterion English version, it's the version that we got back on VHS with Tamlin redubbing okay. his lines over top of it. But so that one of the reasons why the that specific <laughs> oh, okay. release from Toho is worth okay. so much is because it's the only DVD copy. Of the international dubbing where they took Tamlin out, which is I'm pretty cool in my opinion. Um, but so, I mean, a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, of course, there was a lot of issues on set. Um, this movie actually is a, is considered a cult classic by many yeah. people. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt actually was quoted stating the reason he started acting and wanted to act was because of War of the Gargantuas. This movie is what inspired him to become an actor. Wow. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has been quoted saying this is one of his top like five favorite films. There's the scene in Kill Bill where um, Lucy Liu and Uma Thurman have that fight with like the miniature Tokyo set. And if you remember, they have the lines where they call him the blonde gargantua and whatever. Oh yeah, all of oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene was put in the movie by Tarantino to give homage to Ward the Gargantuas. That's the only reason it's in there. That's cool. Um, so cool. I didn't oh, know yeah. That. Yeah. So I mean, this movie's huge for so many people. Michael Doherty, who did Godzilla King of the Monsters, Krampus. He's he let it be known on one of the special features or in an interview, he w- he wanted to. He would have loved to, and still would love to, um, bring the. The Gargantuas into the Monsterverse films because it's one of his favorite films as well. You know, he was like, if I could pick any other monster movie to do, if it wasn't in the Godzilla film, it'd be War of the Gargantuas. Um, it's a it's oh, phenomenal yeah. film. I mean, it was huge on TV, not just, I mean, in Ural's. When you all were kids, even for me, it was constantly on Monster Vision. Careful how you say that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The age difference there. It was constantly on Monster Vision. It was Mm -hmm. constantly on Sci-Fi Channel Saturday, you know, the the monster shows. Oh, yeah. You know, Sammy Terry and all those guys, they were playing it on regular rotation. This movie just never, as far as home television viewings, it was in constant rotation and still has been. Uh, because it is mm-hmm. just a big fan favorite. It's great. The action in it is phenomenal. Um, there, I mean, the soundtrack's great. Uh, and I got to say, too, we're talking about the, the the sets on this and the miniature work. Yasuyuki Inoue, okay, <coughs> which if you've never heard of this guy, you probably never have, he did set work for a ton of Toho films all the way up into the 80s. Um, I think he actually ended up winning like an award for Princess of the Moon. Um, in, in 87, he may have won like an Academy Award or something, but he was he's he's got a great story. Uh, he was a uh, uh, was in the war. Um, he actually lost a foot and um, he would walk by Toho after the war um, and didn't ha- I mean didn't really have a job and was trying to find ways to get food. Well, he would just go and Toho would give box lunches out. So he would show up at Toho and he would just get lunches there. And it got to the point where he just ended up talking to people. And what he did, he was going to school for, like, carpentry work to build furniture. And he was phenomenal at it. Like, he was super good at it to the point that uh, I can't remember if it was Tomoyuki or if it was Aisha. One of them noticed and said, hey, why don't you come in? You know, And they gave him a job starting doing set works for the miniature sets for these movies. I mean, he's worked on a ton of the Godzilla films. I mean, Son of Godzilla, yeah. Meg Godzilla, I you mean, know, God or I mean, you know, he's, he did uh Yawg Monster from space. He did this one. He's done so many movies um, because he just, he was phenomenal. I mean, and I think these two movies, especially minus one scene, which I will bring up in this film, but especially in these two mm-hmm. films, his miniature work was
1: just it's t-
0: unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know,
1: I and- was super impressed by it. That's why I mentioned it. And I said, man, it's just, this is great. Yeah. This is just great.
0: My, my only complaint is the one scene where Gyra is grabbing the tanks and throwing them at the houses out in the you know the woods. Even yeah if you yeah. if you really pay attention, either A, those are some massive tanks or those are some really small yeah. houses. <laughs> that's, that's my only complaint. They look amazing. <laughs> Excuse me.
1: The, yeah, they the, do. The tanks yeah. and the houses
0: look yeah. awesome. But I'm like, man.
1: It's just the scale was yeah, there. I'm like yeah. the scale was
0: just, and that was the only time in the movie though the scale was off. But then that, I mean, I think this movie is great. The last fight, man. I mean, I I always, as a kid, remember watching it, going, "Oh, here it comes." It was almost like that Rocky versus Drago type deal when yeah, when yeah. the the or, or or him against Mr. T. You know, he's like, "Come on, that all you got?" Yeah. When you see Santa yeah. flip switch there, dude, I'm like, dude, I love it. I'm like, I don't get enough of that, but I'm like, he just starts pounding him. And when he picks that t- that big oil tanker up and just slams it in his back and Guyer comes out and he's bleeding all over his face. I'm like, dude, this is so good. Um, I love this movie, man. I mean, of the two, it's definitely, I gave it a higher rating. Um, let's find out, man. We gave Frankenstein a three all across the board. Let's find out how many stops this one got. so this one, uh, unfortunately, because of Mark, oh, I knew it was coming. Um, I knew yeah, it. Um, yeah, you know, I knew. And this yeah. is his fault. But yeah. this one got a three and a half out of five, so slightly better. Now, me and me and Ruben went a whole another point up, but you know, Mark yeah, Mark drug we it four. down a little bit. I, you know, I stayed the same. I stayed the same. Three. <laughs> okay. So overall, three and a half. This one of the two, definitely, yeah. we like this one uh, more. It is more fun. There's more. Uh, even though there's some plot yeah. issues depending on which version you watch um this one just had more to it soundtrack special effects monster fights mm. I, I, actually i forgot one other thing that really made me mad about this movie is the scene when or the after Sandav shows up or Gyra shows up the second time and you got that girl in the yellow dress singing uh, oh yeah the words, caught, I
1: forget the, words yeah.
0: caught on my throat or something like that yeah the fact yeah. that he didn't eat her man that still pisses me off <laughs> to this day <laughs> like <laughs> i cannot stand her voice or that song Get and i'm rid always, of her. even when i watched it the other day i'm like eat her just eat her and you know he's even got her in her hand and everything i'm like it's going to happen and no, he doesn't need her. It drives me nuts. But other than that, man. Well, yeah, if
1: it really makes you as as feel a... any better, he did drop her very, you know, he just abruptly he dropped her right he on a concrete, you know, right he... there in a, on the stage. Yeah, so you, you, know, you, so. you assume she's dead,
0: but she should have been. Yeah, dead. I don't care. She <laughs> um, all right, guys. So, yeah, there you go. Frankenstein Stein conquers the world and where the gargantuas. Two great movies. War of the Gargantulas, again, you guys probably have heard of or have seen. It was a constant rotation. It's a very popular Toho film. But Frankenstein Congress of the World has been kind of obscured um, and is hard to find. But if you can find yeah. it, man, it is well worth the watch. It's one of Toho's better films. Hey, if, um, if
2: Brad Pitt went into acting over it, over frank Ward, was, it's was yeah worth better, better check it out hey, right. it, And
1: it, you know and that, when you said that i said well that makes sense because it was in such high rotation you know and yeah. so you know somebody like brad pitt or carantino they would have all seen it just like we did yeah you know oh, and yeah. uh and like i said it was one of checking the tv just remember checking the tv guy yeah, going like, man
0: when's it playing next you know yeah, yeah see exactly
1: it. yeah so yeah exactly
0: great movies y'all check them out if you can i mean obviously you'll be able to see World of is probably easier it's the better of the two but that's not taken away from frankenstein congress of the world it's there are a ton yeah. of frankenstein movies out now, there.
1: now yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna plug my company if you want to watch <laughs> war Gargantuous, you can watch it on hbo max and it is the criterion edition there you, so go. It's, there you go it's a very good transfer that i saw on All hbo right. max and, so, and Ruben you know reuben you
2: know he's gonna bleep that out you know uh, <laughs> no, when it I, through I, yeah, he he needs needs now, to yeah i know raise now need
0: to give him a raise
2: yeah <laughs> so, wait wait he gets a raise yeah. from you no not me oh okay His His i'll say wait do it up. there's no, something i, I don't know a, going, going a on raise here from
1: at&t yeah. which owns hbo max okay
0: that's that's fine there you go at&t sludge and give him a raise yeah be, yeah. I would laugh if, like, tomorrow he's like, hey, got a two cent hey, man, <laughs> I got two-cent raise. I got a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, there you go.
1: Unfortunately, so, I, I'm union. That's not how it works. Uh, it's either okay. we all get a raise or we don't get a raise. <laughs> None of us get a raise. So it's all or nothing for us.
2: Well, there you go. So,
0: well, AT&T, give it yeah. all. Give, give
2: well, all you raise. know what I'm thinking now, you just, you know, maybe Sludge needs to come up with a little. A little something there out of the pocket. I
0: already pay enough as it is. Oh yeah, come right. on yeah, now. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't want to hear it, man. You That's know? why he's got to take certain lunch boxes to lunch with him. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you all so much. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Again, it, it is Christmas time, and we've got, of course, the special Christmas uh, episode coming up for the entire podcast. We'll be dropping on Christmas Eve. We know you guys are going to enjoy it. We hope you guys are going to enjoy it. We're working really hard on it. Uh, not uh, not just me and Charlie. Everybody's working on it. Um, and I want to state that. <laughs> but,
1: mostly, but, mostly oh, but, yeah. but mostly me and Charlie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys enjoy
0: that. And then, of course, we've got our Christmas episode coming up. Um, uh, right after that one so we'll be dropping ours on Christmas Day and we'll be doing Ruben's favorite um, Phoebe Case Phoebe yes. oh wait the, 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 the Gremlins the, movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 there it is there that,
2: it is there's yeah, gr-
1: yeah there <laughs> might be a couple of Gremlins in there but that's not where I'm watching <laughs> yeah. yeah. so get ready for my review yeah. to be all about Phoebe and that's <laughs> I it I swear
0: <laughs> if we get on that episode and Ruben starts reviewing Fast Times of Ridgemont oh, i oh, like no. come on oh, yeah. oh, no. oh, wrong yeah. movie so but if you
2: had to make a mistake Watch well, your movies. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned. We've got Gremlins coming up for Christmas. And the next month we have got uh, our giant monster movie of the new year is going to be Rodan. Uh, y'all have said a lot about that one on the uh, group page. And then we have decided to do a fan, not a fan, he's not a fan, he's a friend, yeah. a listener, request a and, listener and request cameron we're doing killdozer well i think that's how we need to name that cameron's killdozer cameron's that's, killdozer. that's the episode that's the, cameron's, yeah. there you that's go it. cameron you're the, cameron's fir- killdozer. Now, you're the first killdozer. now now i will say episode. cameron
1: i will say cameron the last you know we've had a listener request before <laughs> and then we did it and we i re, i mean i'm i'm yeah. i was devastated yeah. i was like man as yeah. a matter of, you know, I'm like, no, no, maybe, no, we're not doing this. Again, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I hope not. It was. Yeah.
3: It was if you go <laughs>
0: back and remember that one, we had to throw another movie into the mix just to make up for it. So yeah. do not disappoint us, Cameron. If uh, you do, we will let you know. Yes. Although the, you our know, the, the, the posts look
1: forward. very interesting. So I, I would think I'm thinking we're going to I think we're going to be all right on this one, guys. I think so. It's, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it, just judging yeah. by
0: the trailer of Kill Dozer, it's going to be yeah. superior. to Exactly. In every way. So exactly. <laughs> so it's yeah. got Clint Walker. I'm, all right, I'm already so you excited better, about it. You better hope.
1: You know, that's Cameron, funny. Uh, we will not when, let I, I was doing some research. I was doing some research, you know, for stuff to put on our on our uh, Facebook uh, group page and i ran into this one that said uh the 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 top 10 giant monster movies and i was going through it and i was like yeah yeah that one's good that and it's then it colossal was on it i'm like nope that's it this thing's off the list i'm not putting this on (laughs) the web
3: if they think colossal
1: you know you had godzilla you had king kong you had king kong on there you had yeah, and then Dude, I Colossal, would put, right there in the middle. Like, no. I,
0: I would put. I don't even know if you consider it a giant monster movie, but considering the monsters in it are giants, uh I would put night of the Lepus above Colossal. Wow. Like, oh yeah. Wow. Oh, night really of the Lepus is a lot of, it, of fun. No, yeah. Food of the
1: Gods. I put, I put Food of the Gods ahead of that <laughs> no, one. Oh, I put yeah.
0: Food of the Gods Part Two over Colossal, and that was a turd. Yeah. First <laughs> wow. one was great, but man, wow. the second one was
1: rough. So yeah, go ahead, Cameron. Yeah. Just go yeah, ahead, Cameron. buddy. Don't yes. let us down with Killdozer.
2: Yeah. Suggest so. So that movie. Yeah, but but you'll just know, Cameron, if you let us
1: down, you're going to be in for it a t- time. Eight months yeah. from now, we'll yep. be still talking and, about
0: Cameron's Killdozer. I know. And, Cameron, <laughs> yeah. look, you invited us onto your show, and we'll be coming on some episodes. And if you let us down, we're going to let you know on oh, your show. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, guys, thank you all again so much. Again, we'll be back Christmas with, with Gremlins. Next month, we've got Rodan and Cameron's Kill Dozer. Yes. Um, and we won't talk to you guys before Christmas, actually. So, you know what? We want to make sure, and we've got, of course, we've got something special planned for you guys with the Christmas episode, but we just want to let you all know we love you, and we all hope you all have a wonderful, merry Christmas because we say Christmas here. Period. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah.
1: you got that right. So, Christmas. That's right.
0: Merry Christmas, y'all. This is Sludge. And Mark. And Ruben in Texas. Y'all have a good night.
1: Now. Come on, you hey,
3: You want to live forever? Now what? But no matter what happens,
0: And I look at him, I'm like, okay, so what are the next, what's the schedule? And he's like, well, you got to tell me. <laughs> you got to tell me what movies there are. Yeah, I'm well, I like, didn't, see, I didn't know I was to pick like, out all the that, movies. That ain't my job no more. Like, oh, okay. I told you to pay attention to Facebook. Well, like, a giant you know, monster film, then a monster film. Before, we would discuss it between <laughs> us, and it, then we would I'm choose like,
2: it. You're like, why did not you got that out <laughs> yet? Yeah, like, come on, <laughs> dude. Oh, see, uh, yeah. I, I went through that. I couldn't find that either.
0: It's totally in there. Whew. Anyways, are, we re- are we recording this?
2: We're recording this. You list, can cut yeah. this out. It really. Yeah. I, 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 I forgot about the LSD. Yeah, ad- all, this is, yeah, all I... this is getting
1: edited out. Oh, all this is getting edited out. Okay, yeah.
0: thank you. Yeah. And now that we're back from the commercials and Mark's LSD trip.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here we go.